This is a recording of He Did Go About Secretly, Additional Thoughts on the Literary Use of Alma's Name, by Matthew L. Bowen, published in Interpreter, a Journal of Mormon Scripture, read by Victor Worth. Abstract. Mormon describes Alma the Younger's going about secretly to destroy the church that his father, Alma the Elder, had established, Mosiah 27, 8-10, as a narratological inversion of that period when Alma the Elder went about privately teaching the words of Abinadi and establishing a church that it might not come to the knowledge of the king, Mosiah 18, 1-6. In Mosiah 27, 10, Mormon subtly reworks Alma the Younger's autobiographical statement preserved in Alma 36.6, adding in the former passage a word rendered secretly, to create a midrashic or interpretive pun on the name Alma, echoing the meaning of the Semitic root Ain LM, hide, conceal. Mosiah 27.8-10 contains additional language that evokes the introduction of the name Alma in the Book of Mormon, at first in terms of Elam, young man, but also in terms of the homonymous root Ain LM in Mosiah 17.2-4, but also re-invokes allusions in the latter passage to Mosiah 14.1, Isaiah 53.1. Alma the Young Man Who Becomes Hidden Latter-day Saint scholars have put together a convincing case that Alma constitutes an example of a Semitic name attested in the Book of Mormon, but unattested in the Hebrew Bible. Elsewhere, I have proposed that Mormon's narratological introduction of the name Alma into the Book of Mormon text, in juxtaposition with the description, and he was a young man, Hebrew Elam, young man, constitutes a deliberate wordplay, or play on meaning, involving the name Alma. I have further argued that Mormon's subsequent statements regarding Alma's being hidden or concealed, and going about privately, while writing the words of Abinadi and establishing a church, constitute an interpretive or midrashic paranomasia on the name Alma in terms of the Semitic Hebrew root Ain Lm, conceal, hide, possibly employing one of its synonyms. However, Mormon's narrative art goes even further. In this article I will attempt to show that Mormon crafted his description of Alma the Younger's furtive attempts to destroy his father's church in Mosiah 27, 8-10 as a narratological inversion of his, Mormon's, earlier description of Alma the Elder's proselyting and efforts at building and establishing a church in Mosiah 18.1-6, especially the statement, He went about privately, Mosiah 18.1. In particular, Mormon subtly reworks Alma the Younger's autobiographical statement, For I went about with the sons of Mosiah, seeking to destroy the church, Alma 36.6, into the more vivid biographical description for he did go about secretly with the sons of Mosiah, seeking to destroy the church. Mosiah 27.10 Mormon's addition of an expression rendered secretly constitutes an additional interpretive pun or paranomasia on the name Alma, exploiting the latter in terms of the meaning of the Semitic Hebrew root Ain Lm, to hide or conceal, probably in terms of one of its synonyms. Moreover, I will attempt to demonstrate that Mormon's biographical statements regarding Alma the Younger in Mosiah 27, 8-10 recall his narrative introduction of Alma the Elder and the name Alma into the Book of Mormon text in Mosiah 17, 2-5. In other words, Mosiah 27, 8-10 employs additional language that evokes the introduction of the name Alma in the Book of Mormon in Mosiah 17, 2-5 but also re-invokes important allusions in Mosiah 17, 2-5, to Mosiah 14, 1, Isaiah 53, 1. For he did go about, for I went about. 
First, Mormon's editorial use of Alma's autobiographical account of his conversion to his son Helaman, which Mormon includes wholesale later as what is now Alma 36, in composing what is now Alma 27, should be noted. Mosiah 27.10 And now it came to pass that while he was going about to destroy the church of God, for he did go about secretly with the sons of Mosiah seeking to destroy the church. Alma 36.6 For I went about with the sons of Mosiah seeking to destroy the church of God, but behold, God sent his holy angel to stop us by the way. Mormon quite clearly fashioned his biographical statement about Alma the Younger in Mosiah 27.10 from Alma's autobiographical statement to his son Helaman in Alma 36.6. In fact, Mosiah 27.10's use of language preserved in Alma 36.6 constitutes as transparent an example of textual dependency as one could wish for. The textual dependency of Mosiah 27.10 on Alma's statement to Helaman, Alma 36.6, draws even more attention to Mormon's deliberate inclusion of terminology rendered secret, which appears to reflect a literary interpretation, or midrash, on the name Alma, in terms of the Semitic Hebrew root Ain Lm, see below, a phenomenon detailed in two previous studies. Mormon's addition of the adverbial construction secretly, often in biblical Hebrew Basiter, Ba plus Seter, literally in secret, cf. Hebrew Substantivized participles like alemenu, our secret sins, and nelam, secret thing, represents a deliberate authorial and editorial decision that begs further investigation. Not only does Mosiah 27.10 evidence an intertextual relationship with Alma 36.6, but Mosiah 27.8-10 also evidences a strong intertextual relationship with Mosiah 18.1-6. He did go about secretly, and he went about privately. Mormon's logic for supplementing Alma the Younger's autobiographical language, preserved in Alma 36.6, with an expression rendered secretly in Mosiah 27.10, becomes apparent in a comparison of Mosiah 27.8-10 with Alma the Elder's private or hidden church-building activities in Mosiah 18.1-6. Mosiah 27.8-10, Alma the Younger. Now the sons of Mosiah were numbered among the unbelievers, and also one of the sons of Alma, Alma, was numbered among them, he being called Alma, Alma, after his father. Nevertheless, he became a very wicked and an idolatrous man, and he was a man of many words, and did speak much flattery to the people. Therefore he led many of the people to do after the manner of his iniquities, and he became a great hinderment to the prosperity of the church of God, stealing away the hearts of the people, causing much dissension among the people, giving a chance for the enemy of God to exercise his power over them. And now it came to pass that while he was going about to destroy the church of God, for he did go about secretly, cf. Hebrew, basater, with the sons of Mosiah, seeking to destroy the church and to lead astray the people of the Lord, contrary to the commandments of God, or even the king. Mosiah 18.1-6, Alma the Elder. And now it came to pass that Alma, Alma, who had fled from the servants of King Noah, repented of his sins and iniquities, and went about privately, cf. Hebrew, basater, among the people, and began to teach the words of Abinadi, yea, concerning that which was to come, and also concerning the resurrection of the dead, and the redemption of the people, which was to be brought to pass through the power and sufferings and death of Christ, and his resurrection and ascension into heaven. And as many as would hear his word, he did teach. And he taught them privately, 
i.e. in secret, cf. Hebrew, basater, that it might not come to the knowledge of the king. And many did believe his words. And it came to pass that as many as did believe him did go forth to the place which was called Mormon, having received its name from the king. Now there was in Mormon a fountain of pure water, and Alma, Alma, resorted thither, there being near the water a thicket of small trees, where he did hide himself, cf. Hebrew, hit alem, nechba, in the daytime, from the searches of the king. And it came to pass that as many as believed him went thither to hear his words. Mosiah 18.1-6 In narratological terms, Alma the Younger's going about secretly to destroy the church through flattery, causing much dissension, leading many away to do after the manner of his iniquities, represents the diametric opposite of his father's attempts to teach and establish a church privately and while hidden. In Mosiah 27.10, as in Mosiah 18.1-6, Mormon's mention of the furtive nature of Alma the Younger's activities, he did go about secretly, is a madrashic wordplay on Alma in terms of the meaning of the root Ain Lm. Contributing further to the inversionary or refractory picture of Alma the Younger's activities against the backdrop of his father's biography is the fact that both conduct their activities secretly, in opposition to the king. Alma the Younger sought to lead astray the people of the Lord, contrary to the commandments of God and the king, namely, righteous King Mosiah, see especially Mosiah 27.10. Alma the Elder's work was done privately, that it might not come to a knowledge of the king, Mosiah 18.3, i.e., wicked King Noah. Among the Unbelievers Alma the Younger's Initial Disbelief in Alma the Elder's Report Mormon's biographical statements that introduce Alma the Younger into his narrative also beg a comparison with his earlier introduction of Alma the Elder into his narrative. Mormon introduces the name Alma into his record for the first time in Mosiah 17.2. He does so with an apparent wordplay on Alma in terms of Hebrew Elam, young man, stripling, and in terms of the root Ain Lm and its meaning. Mormon's repetition of the name Alma two times in Mosiah 27.10 recalls the partial repetition of Alma in Mosiah 17.2, Alma, Alma, juxtaposed with the expression young man, Hebrew Elam. Moreover, Mosiah 17.2 preserves the datum that Alma the Elder was a descendant of Nephi, quote, he also being a descendant of Nephi. As has been noted in a previous study, this verse is textually dependent on Nephi's autobiographical statements in 1 Nephi 1.1 and 1 Nephi 2.15. And as noted above, Mormon intended Mosiah 27.8-10 to refract information given in Mosiah 17.2-4. Thus, Mormon's introductory biographical statement regarding Alma the Younger in Mosiah 27.8, that Alma the Younger became a very wicked and idolatrous man, and he was a man of many words, may invert two earlier autobiographical introductory statements from Nephi's small plates. Autobiographical Introductions I, Nephi, Egyptian NFR, good, having been born of goodly parents, therefore I was taught somewhat in all the learning of my father, C.F. Hebrew Abi. Yea, having had a great knowledge of the goodness of the mysteries of God, First Nephi 1.1. And it came to pass that I, Nephi, being exceedingly young, i.e., he was an Elam, nevertheless, being large in stature, and also having great desires to know the mysteries of God, wherefore I did cry unto the Lord, and behold, he did visit me, 
and did soften my heart that I did believe all the words which had been spoken by my father. C.F. Hebrew Abi, 1 Nephi 2.16 I, Enos, Enosh, man, knowing my father that he was a just man, Hebrew Ish, Enosh, for he taught me in his language, Enos 1.1 Biographical Introductions, Mormon Editor But there was one among them whose name was Alma, Alma, he also being a descendant of Nephi, and he was a young man, Hebrew Elam. And he believed the words which Abinadi had spoken, for he knew concerning the iniquity which Abinadi had testified against them. Mosiah 17.2 Now the sons of Mosiah were numbered among the unbelievers, and also one of the sons of Alma was numbered among them, he being called Alma after his father. Nevertheless, he became a very wicked and an idolatrous man. C.F. Hebrew Ish and he was a man of many words, and did speak much flattery to the people. Therefore he led many of the people to do after the manner of his iniquity. Mosiah 27.8 Mosiah 27.8-10 Now the sons of Mosiah were numbered among the unbelievers, and also one of the sons of Alma, Alma, was numbered among them, he being called Alma, Alma, after his father, Abi. Nevertheless, he became a very wicked and an idolatrous man. And he was a man of many words, and did speak much flattery to the people. Therefore he led many of the people to do after the manner of his iniquities. And he became a great hinderment to the prosperity of the church of God, stealing away the hearts of the people, causing much dissension among the people, giving a chance for the enemy of God to exercise his power over them. And now it came to pass that while he was going about to destroy the church of God, for he did go about secretly, C.F. Hebrew Basseter, with the sons of Mosiah, seeking to destroy the church and to lead astray the people of the Lord, contrary to the commandments of God or even the king. Mosiah 17, 2-4 But there was one among them whose name was Alma, Alma, he also being a descendant of Nephi, and he was a young man, Hebrew Elam, and he believed the words which Abinadi had spoken, for he knew concerning the iniquity which Abinadi had testified against them. Therefore, he began to plead with the king that he would not be angry with Abinadi, but suffer that he might depart in peace. But the king was more wroth, and caused that Alma should be cast out from among them, and sent his servants after him, that they might slay him. But he fled from before them, and hid himself, cf. Hebrew, Wayet Alem, Wayesater, or Wayechabe, that they found him not. And he being concealed, cf. Hebrew, Nelam, or Olam, for many days, did write all the words which Abinadi had spoken. Alma the elder began as a young man, and one among King Noah's priests, but later believed the words which Abinadi had spoken. These details recall the autobiography of his goodly ancestor Nephi, who, albeit young, nevertheless believed all the words which had been spoken by his father. On the other hand, Mormon describes Alma the younger as one of the sons of Alma, numbered among the unbelievers, he being called Alma, refracting the description of his father as a one among King Noah's wicked priests and a young man who believed the words which Abinadi had spoken. If Alma the elder had honored his descent from Nephi, his good ancestor, by believing the words of Abinadi, perhaps my father has shown himself generous or my father is willing, just as Nephi believed the words of his father, Lehi. Alma the Younger, as an unbeliever, became a very wicked and an idolatrous man, 
and a man of many words. As such, he represents an inversion of Nephi, Enos, and his own father Alma, who became worthy of their given names because they believed or had faith in the words that they had been taught. 1 Nephi 2.16, Enos 1.3-8, Mosiah 17.2. Traveling Round About Publishing, Reversal and Reparation Following his encounter with and correction by the angel of the Lord, Alma's life takes an entirely different trajectory. Mormon uses language that emphasizes the nature of Alma and the sons of Mosiah's repentance as a complete reversal of his previous activities. And now it came to pass that Alma began from this time forward to teach the people and those who were with Alma at the time the angel appeared unto them, traveling round about through all the land, publishing to all the people the things which they had heard and seen, and preaching the word of God in much tribulation, being greatly persecuted by those who were unbelievers, being smitten by many of them. Mosiah 27.32 Mormon here emphasizes that whereas Alma previously did go about secretly, Hebrew Basater, with the sons of Mosiah, seeking to destroy the church, Mosiah 27.10, he now traveled about throughout all the land with the sons of Mosiah, those who were with Alma, publishing, i.e. publicly causing the people to hear, C.F. Mashmiah, Isaiah 52.7, his first-hand experiences. Thus Alma, the younger's going about secretly, i.e. insidiously and craftily, C.F. the dissemblers, the alamim, of Psalm 26.4, becomes a very public form of repentance. Apart from those who were with him at the time the angel appeared to him, the unbelievers who had been Alma's friends and supporters at, at this point turn against him. As if to drive the point home, Mormon repeats much of the foregoing data regarding Alma's great reversal and repentance. And they traveled throughout all the land of Zarahemla, and among all the people who were under the reign of King Mosiah, zealously striving to repair all the injuries which they had done to the church, confessing all their sins, and publishing all the things which they had seen, and explaining the prophecies and the scriptures to all who desired to hear them. Mosiah 27.35 Since Alma the Younger had done harm to the church established by his father by going about secretly to destroy it, his repentance involved, in proportion, traveling round about through all the land, publishing, including traveling throughout all the land of Zarahemla, again publishing all the things which, he, which they had seen. The strategy of Mormon's repetition of a verb rendered publish, Mosiah 27.32 and 35, Hebrew, Mashmiah, Hishmiah, to cause to hear, Shema, hear, becomes evident in subsequent verses. And thus they were instruments in the hands of God in bringing many to the knowledge of the truth, yea, to the knowledge of their Redeemer. And how blessed are they! For they did publish peace, they did publish good tidings of good, and they did declare unto the people that the Lord reigneth. Mosiah 27, 36-37. Mormon here, of course, paraphrases Isaiah 52, 7, linking Alma the Younger and the sons of Mosiah with Isaiah's proclaimer of peace, and thus to Abinadi and Alma the Elder from the previous narratives. Alma the Younger and the sons of Mosiah had been numbered among the unbelievers. Now they, like Alma the Elder, had become those to whom, or upon whom, Almi, the Lord had revealed his arm. Isaiah 53, 1, Mosiah 14, 1, and 17.2. And behold, when I see many of my brethren truly penitent and coming to the Lord their God, then is my soul filled with joy. Then do I remember what the Lord has done for me, yea, even that he hath heard my prayer, yea, then do I remember 
his merciful arm which he extended toward me. Alma 29.10 The Lord's previously hidden arm of mercy, hidden at least from Alma the Younger's perspective, is now revealed to him and upon him, just as it was revealed to and upon his father. C.F. Mosiah 14.1, 15.31, Moreover, the power or hand of the Lord is now revealed in a new way to Alma the Elder, his father. Mosiah 27, 21-23 Alma the Younger and the sons of Mosiah will now go forth in the Lord's power as instruments in the hands of God. Mosiah 27, 36 To bring thousands of people to a knowledge of their Redeemer. As divine instruments or weapons, they will ironically help thousands of Lamanites lay down the weapons of their rebellion. Alma 23.7. See also Helaman 5.51, Mormon 7.4. Finally, we might mention here that Mormon's use of the phrase zealously striving to repair may evidence an additional point of textual dependency. Alma the Younger, in a final exhortation to his son Corianton, who evidently experienced some of the same struggles as his father and his grandfather before him, enjoined him to turn to the Lord with all your mind, might, and strength, that ye lead away the hearts of no more to do wickedly, but rather return unto them and acknowledge your faults and repair that wrong which ye have done. Alma 39.13 Alma the Younger here declares the precise manner of his own repentance. Thus, Mormon seems to have crafted his statement in Mosiah 27.35, especially the statements zealously striving to repair all the injuries which they had done to the church and confessing all their sins on the basis of this verse. Conclusion Every word counts. Alma the Younger repeatedly admonishes his sons Helaman and Corianton to learn wisdom and to take counsel in their youth. C.F. Hebrew, Alumim. O my son Helaman, behold, thou art in thy youth. Alma 36.3 O remember, my son, and learn wisdom in thy youth. Yea, learn in thy youth to keep the commandments of God. Alma 37.35 Behold, thou art in thy youth, and ye stand in need to be nourished by your brothers. Alma 39.10 Nor is it by chance that Alma praises his son Shiblon for having commenced in your youth to look to the Lord your God. Alma 38.2 Alma the Younger, like his father, Alma the Elder, had made decisions as young men, C.F. Elam, in their youth, to learn wisdom rather than to continue on a course toward destruction. As we examine the language that revolves around the name Alma, and the stories of Alma the Elder and his son Alma the Younger, it seems clear that Mormon was aware of the name's potential meanings, real and paranomastic, and exploited them for literary effect. This awareness shaped his inclusion and stitching together of events. The direct dependency of Mosiah 27.10 on what became Alma 36.6 and the deliberate refraction of Mosiah 18.1-6 in Mosiah 27.8-10, especially the phrases, went about privately, he did go about secretly, suggests that Mormon was not a novice storyteller or a clumsy editor-historian. Mormon's skills as a historian and editor most certainly included the ability to write a cogent, compelling narrative of marked literary sophistication. As the intertextual evidence within the Book of Mormon itself continues to be examined, this evidence may have some bearing on the tight control versus loose control debate regarding the book's translation. A plausible translation model needs to account for the narratological and intertextual complexity of the book. I believe we can say with certainty that every word counts in the translation text of the Book of Mormon, and that 
Mormon and Moroni included no idle words or phrases in its vorlage. Thus, one important task of future Book of Mormon scholars and exegetes will be to unpack the richness of meaning in each word and phrase. Matthew L. Bowen was raised in Orem, Utah, and graduated from Brigham Young University. He holds a Ph.D. in Biblical Studies from the Catholic University of America in Washington, D.C., and is currently an assistant professor in religious education at Brigham Young University, Hawaii. He and his wife, the former Suzanne Blattberg, are the parents of three children, Zachariah, Nathan, and Adele. This has been a recording of He Did Go About Secretly, Additional Thoughts on the Literary Use of Alma's Name, by Matthew L. Bowen, originally published in Interpreter, A Journal of Mormon Scripture, Volume 27, 2017, read by Victor Wirth. This audio recording is copyrighted under a Creative Commons license and may be freely distributed if it remains unchanged, the journal and its website are credited, and is for non-commercial use. A printed version of this and many other articles and resources on Mormon scripture can be found at mormoninterpreter.com.